I want to talk to you today about hospitality in the early Christian world. We struggle today within many Christian communities with how to welcome the stranger, how to truly extend a deep and authentic welcome. And we've got a, a wonderful resource from our early Christian brothers and sisters to help us learn and understand about hospitality. So that's what I'll be talking about. The first thing to be aware of is in the ancient world, lots of cultures practice hospitality. So it's not unique to Christianity, but we do have some dimensions, some components that we bring as Christians in the early Christian world to the table. And one of the, the first ones is just how we define hospitality. For early Christians, hospitality means most simply welcoming the stranger. And that is a deceptively simple definition, welcoming the stranger. But if you break that down, you have to think about who is the stranger and what is welcome. So I'm going to talk about each of these components. Who is the stranger? Within the early Christian world, they look back to the Hebrew prophets and the Old Testament um, initially to think about sort of the categories of people who are strangers. And we know from the Old Testament that those prophets, Amos, Hosea, Isaiah, often refer to vulnerable groups. So we can identify five groups of people that are vulnerable categories. The poor, the sick, orphans and widows, foreigners or sojourners, and those who are imprisoned or held captive in bondage. These are groups that the prophets identify again and again as requiring special care, special attention, special welcome. And so it's no surprise that in Matthew 25, Jesus himself also identifies these groups when um, he talks about the those who will be welcomed. He identifies groups when he is telling the story of the great judgment. And the king um, says, come those of you who are blessed. Um, those of you who welcomed me as a stranger, who saw me thirsty and gave me something to drink, who saw me hungry and gave me something to eat, who visited me when I was sick and in prison. You hear the echo here of these same groups that warrant special care and attention, special welcome. And Jesus goes even further to say, when you do this to the least of these, you do this to me. And so the stranger is identified by Jesus as Jesus himself, that when we welcome the stranger, we welcome Jesus. So in early Christianity, this was a key teaching that welcoming the stranger was one way to be close to Christ. So if that's in general, some of the strangers that are identified, what does welcome look like? What does welcome mean? in the early Christian world. And it's important to remember that it, it's, it depends on local context. Context matters if you're in the city, if you're in the country, uh, what part of the empire you're in. But I think in general, um, we can begin to see some patterns that emerge of how welcome occurs 
I've organized it into four movements that help identify steps in the process of welcome. The first movement is greeting. Uh, and greeting means uh, greeting the stranger in any of these vulnerable categories and often means not waiting for that stranger to come to me, but going out and visiting, visiting the sick, going to the prison in order to welcome those persons. Um, so, so greeting uh, isn't passive, it's very active and it often requires for early Christians moving out into the world. The second movement is restoration. And restoration of the stranger involves all kinds of assistance, um, but just the basic needs. Uh, someone traveling may need food, certainly shelter, often foot washing is, a very, is one of the, the first things you do when you welcome a stranger. Um, if they're sick, restoration includes medicine or healing, the things needed for health and well-being. And restoration can even include their animals. We have wonderful testimony in the early Christian world of not only welcoming the traveler, but his donkey, you know, feeding it, being sure it has water. And so restoration, the second movement of welcome, is very broadly understood. Restoration can also include extending one's own social networks, what we might call today social capital to the stranger. Uh, if it is someone foreign who's very vulnerable in the culture, then ex part of restoration is extending that social networking to that person. The third movement of welcome from greeting to restoration is dwelling together, just hanging out, just living life. And that means bringing the stranger into the mundane, ordinary activities, cooking a meal, working the land, helping out uh, with chores. Um, it can also include spiritual activities of praying together, worship together, uh, inviting that stranger into the worshiping community. So after restoration comes being together. Early Christians tell a lot of stories about uh, welcoming a stranger, and then once they've been restored with food and rest, asking their story. Where'd you come from? Tell me about your life. Tell me about what God's been doing in your life. So dwelling together can include that kind of sharing. The fourth and last movement is sending forth. One of the remarkable things about hospitality in the early Christian world is it was intended to not create long-term systems of dependence. It's not about giving a handout that people will continue to need, but restoring and dwelling together so that people can be sent on their way. Sometimes that even included tarrying with that stranger as they went on to the next stage of life or on to the next town, perhaps going part of the way with them or being sure they had food to get to their next destination. Sometimes sending forth included letters of introduction where Christians would say, I know this person, I wanna introduce you to them so that they would have some social networking when they got where they were going next or when they went out to look for a job or they went to the next stage of life. So these four movements uh, roughly describe the pattern of welcome in the early Christian world. It's not always linear. 
these are just ways for us to begin to see how welcome works practically in the early Christian world. But certainly, uh, these steps might be in different orders, or they might even loop around again, depending on where Christians are and what Christians are doing.